Hello and welcome. I'm Caitlin Jenkins and this is the Happy Healthy Girl podcast. If you're new to personal growth, spirituality, and the overall action of leveling up, you are in the right place. Here we will grow together into our most authentic selves unapologetically. As an author, educator, and business owner, I have some true gems to share with you weekly to take you from simply living to absolutely thriving in every area of your life. Ready, girlfriend? Let's jump in. Hello, girlfriend! Just popping in quick because I have some really exciting news. There is going to be a Happy Healthy Girl membership! Yes, that is right. You heard it correctly in those beautiful ears of yours. We are making a Happy Healthy Girl membership, and by we, I mean me, but it's for all of us because this is a community that helps each other grow, helps each other dive into our authenticity, develop a deep self-love and build up that boss confidence. What are you going to get in this membership? Let's chat quick about it before you get back to this episode. In the membership, you're going to get access to weekly free yoga classes, daily texts, weekly live meetings, um, in our, in our virtual Facebook group, uh, where it's like a personal development group on Facebook. And every week I'm going to come on there. We're going to talk about a different topic based on things that you guys are interested in. You girls are interested in. Plus each month I'm going to be bringing in a special guest specifically to that personal development Facebook group. In addition to that, you're also going to be getting the free a free version of the gratitude journal, a free version of my book and free access to the she flows menstrual cycle course. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like that. Think about all the absolute gold that you are getting with this membership. And not only that, but you're going to be connected with like-minded women who are also on their growth journey in learning how to embrace their authenticity. You're going to meet some amazing people and we're all going to grow together. So if this sounds like something for you, I need you to stay tuned. I need you to go give me a follow on Instagram. If we're not already there at happy underscore healthy girl with you, same tag, give me a follow on TikTok. Make sure that you're listening to this podcast because it's going to be launching summer 2021. I have more details coming, but you've got to stay tuned. I am so pumped. The happy, healthy girl membership is on its way to you summer 2021. Hello! Okay, so today we are talking about mental health in athletes. We're doing this on Instagram, Instagram Live, and also recording as a podcast, so super, super cool. So lots of people are going to be able to listen to this and hopefully get something from it. And along with me today, I have a very special guest who's also my little nugget of a sister, Molly! Hi everyone! Uh, As Caitlin already said, I'm her younger sister, Molly. Um, I am 22 years old. Uh, currently playing hockey still for um, a professional women's team in Kazakhstan. Um, grew up playing hockey. Uh, I've always loved sports. Um, and yeah, I guess we'll get more into it with this as well. Yeah, I'm excited to have Molly on. So I'd asked Molly a while ago, like before she went over to where where were you? Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan. Europe. <laughs> you were kind of everywhere um, to be on the podcast. And she said that she would when she came back. And then when I asked her, I didn't really know what we were going to talk about, to be honest. I was just like, I want to have my sister on, because how cool is that? You get to have your sister on a podcast. Well, she might also be my best friend, but don't tell her. Um, so she reached out to me, and she was like, I want to talk about mental health and um, being an athlete and how those things work together. So super cool. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. So let's start up. Um, when did you first get into sports? 
Um, well, actually, it was a bit later because we lived, well, as you know, obviously, yeah. <laughs> we lived in uh, Europe previously. So when I when we moved back here, um, like permanently, I was like eight turning nine. So not until about nine years old. Yeah. And about honestly, two weeks, I guess, after we were like when we moved back, I got right into hockey because all of my friends and all of our family friends and everything yeah. were already playing. So I was using all of like the used uh, player gear for like hockey and that's kind of when I started everything else too, but started with hockey at nine years old and kind of gradually moved on to other sports and stuff. Yeah, I like remember when we first came back and mom and dad asked me if I wanted to do hockey and I yeah. was like, I don't even know how to skate. Um, so it was, a, it was a hard pass for me. But then I also remember coming to some of your games because the first team or one of the first teams you were on was like really good. Like for some reason your team oh, yeah. was like stacked and, <laughs> and you would like come and sit at like half you would just sit there like she was the goalie and she would just sit there at half and I was like what are you like it caused me stress and I wasn't even on the ice and so like that's a really big memory of me and then my other biggest memory is that sign I made for you I think about that a lot to yeah. Be honest. yeah it doesn't even make sense but it was like go moldy mold, mold that, that bread, bread. Mold, mold that, that bread. bread with your head go moldy I don't know where it came from but it's catchy um and clearly it was enough motivation yeah. to keep you going because now you're playing in the European National Hockey League so pretty pretty cool I still remember where you guys were sitting in the stands when you had that yeah had that <laughs> sign I don't even know what I was thinking, but that's fine. Um, so your main sport is hockey, and you started when you were nine, and yes. it grew from there. And um, <laughs> sorry, I thought our other sister was gonna pop in there, but um, when so you, when did you start feeling, I guess, meant like your mental health, um, and and what was that like before you knew what it kind of was? Um, I would say probably around like my bantam year so about 13 so about like grade 8 grade 9 kind of thing like 13 mm -hmm. 14 and it wasn't necessarily like um I didn't like obviously 100% know what it was I was mm -hmm. still pretty young and kind of like naive to everything and never really like never really got like told about any of that kind of stuff right. I've never like heard of any cases of that kind of not cases but just like situations where yeah of athletes like dealing with mental health and everything um I just remember always getting very especially with hockey like being a goalie and stuff like that like very um like anxious before games and very nervous but I just th thought it was like oh that's normal like everyone feels like this everybody. way especially for yeah like being a goalie and like you're the last kind of line of <laughs> support so if something yeah. gets past you it's noticeable and just always being like nervous and like worried that if we lost or something or if it was like a big game we didn't win it was all my fault kind of thing yeah. um I'd say that's when I first started noticing it but I just kind of chalked it up to being like nervous and anxious and it right. being normal um, but I would say I really found out about mental health and kind of like actually realized what it was um, in my first year university because also like living on your own and mm -hmm. kind of like getting used to everything not only just like it's still hockey like hockey's still kind of like the norm for you and yeah what you're used to but just like everything going on around it you, your brain just kind of goes from like zero to a hundred and now you're figuring out like your sport but still like how to figure out school and like scheduling and like now you're dealing with like getting your own food and all this kind of stuff so mm -hmm. yeah just and like all my classes like for human kinetics at Windsor yeah um, we talked about it a lot so it was kind of cool to kind of like have an eye-opener to kind of show that it's not just nerves like there could be more to it if, if it's more extreme or if it really like seriously affects you yeah no I that's I love that um obviously like I love that you were able to recognize yeah. <laughs> and like and here get the information that you needed to to be like oh this is what it is and this is how I can work with it um did you ever have an instance in hockey where you maybe like told someone about your nerves and then they were just like oh it's nothing 
Um, I think not like a set person per se, but there's definitely like players or coaches who I'd be yeah. like, oh, like I'm for some reason, like I just feel like overly nervous or anxious for like no reason about or I'm uh, like about a certain game or mm-hmm. practice or situation or um, like it'd be like a big game or something or and I'd talk to like one of my goalie partners about it and be like, oh, it's OK. Like you just as part of the position, like all this right. kind of stuff. Yeah. But I felt like it was always just assumed to be like nerves and not anything else really because of like being a goalie mm-hmm. so it's different obviously than being like a player a in hockey because if you make a mistake if a forward makes a mistake the defense are there if a defense makes a mistake the goalie's there if the goalie makes a mistake you'd hope your defensive forwards <laughs> are there but sometimes it just goes right in the net and yeah kind of shows up on the scoreboard more more permanent but yeah I think mo- for the most part or for the first few like times that I kind of yeah. felt that it was kind of destructive to being like nerves and do you remember I like and like not to call our dad out but like do you remember he I think you had told him that you got nervous and that your stomach kind of felt funny before games which like a lot of athletes when they mm-hmm. do feel that which is normal yeah. a lot of athletes yeah. I guess do feel that way but mm-hmm. um not to necessarily this extent but also like mm-hmm. being young like you didn't know how to express it right so you yeah. just would say like my tummy yeah. hurts but our dad gave you like sugar like sugar pills like being like this is gonna help you and it was like a placebo yeah. um and like, I think that's awesome that he tried to help yeah. you in a certain way, but also kind of, it it kind of shows you that like how how far back we were in mental health and like not mm-hmm. even being like oh maybe this could be it. It was like oh yeah. no, like everybody gets this. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. Take a sugar pill. Like make sure a pill. Or yeah. Something. yeah. <laughs> um, and I also remember when you figured out that it was a sugar pill, and then you were like, this doesn't work anymore. So <laughs> I kind of remember that. Not, I mean, we can laugh about it now because like you've got a good routine yeah. and good yeah. handle on things, but. Yeah, um, yeah, I just had to, I was like, I don't know, that's in my brain right now. Um, so we talked about how it affected you in, did we talk about how it affected you in sports, or you just talked about, how did it affect you in sports? <laughs> um, for the first part, when I didn't really know what it was, like, mm-hmm. I just, I knew that it was nerves, obviously, which yeah. in my mind, like, was normal as well, and as I said before, like, being a goalie. Um, I would say, like, when it affected me the most was mostly like right before games like I find when I'm on the ice and like the whistle blows and the game's finally going like it's it's fine but for me yeah. specifically like where it kind of hits me the hardest is like the build-up and like the thinking mm-hmm. about it so like sometimes mm-hmm. like actually almost all the time um like nights like sleeping before like games and stuff like that like I I can't sleep because I'm just like thinking about like what this is kind of bad but mostly what could go wrong or like yeah. what might happen and as soon as you start guessing and kind of like overthinking that's when it kind of takes you down but yeah I guess the biggest thing is just to kind of like like be calm about it and realize that it, it is just a game and did you ever yeah. feel like that you didn't want to go on the ice oh yeah multiple times. yeah <laughs> especially for like big games um like I love like the thrill of like making mm-hmm. big saves and like kind of helping there being there for your team and obviously it's not like you alone on the ice so it's that's another thing as well that I always tell myself but yeah yeah there's some games where if it was like a huge game or something like that or I just felt like the slightest bit, bit off I'd be like, oh, it's okay, like, the other goalie can go in there. In my mind, I'd be telling myself that, but, like, realistically, like, I wanted to be on the ice. Like, I yeah. never not want to play, so. Yeah. It's kind of a catch-22 sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So, for yourself, you figured it out, which we're going to talk about, but right now, do you have any tips for athletes in not allowing your mental health to kind of rule the day? Like, not allowing your mental health to take over and then, like, not be able to get on the ice, for example? 
because your mental like your what your your mental illness I guess at that point because mm-hmm. you're, you're not taking care so it's not health yep. um illness um like yeah just keeping that at, at a level where you can be like okay like I'm taking care of myself this way so that I know I feel anxious right now but I still am going to get on the ice because I know that I'm going to feel better instead of letting it get so big that you don't even like show up to the rink so what would your tips be (laughs) I would say just to kind of acknowledge that like your thoughts are just your thoughts like your thoughts don't make you like who you are it can't dictate past present future like any of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and the biggest thing that's helped me is like like a meditation um whether it be a minute two minutes 20 minutes Mm -hmm. 30 minutes like whatever you may need um and just breathing like just kind of sitting there and taking like a few deep breaths like you could close your eyes if you wanted yeah kind of like visualize as well which is also helps a lot um but yeah just mostly that you can't like you're gonna be anxious over something regardless or worried about something or always have all these thoughts in your head but there's no like point in kind of thinking about it too much at that present moment until something actually happens because then you're gonna have to worry about it twice so don't kind of like make try not to make your thoughts like what you think to be true and just kind of be in the moment like don't overthink it don't think like oh this happens then something bad will happen like this or I'll make a mistake here if this happens Mm -hmm. like just kind of be in the moment take a few breaths and realize like you're playing the sport because it's fun yeah. And, like, you're here with your friends. If you're playing an individual sport, like, you're here with your family coaches. Like, people have gotten yeah. you to this point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, stick with it. No, um, it's not the end. You said you do breathing and meditation and stuff, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you have, like, a specific app that you use or specific videos on YouTube or mm-hmm. people that you go to on YouTube to uh, do those meditations and breathing? Not at the moment. Um, I just kind of no. pick. Like or some days I'll be, like, feeling more anxious than usual or I'll be just feeling more, like, down or something. So... I'll pick, um, like, I'll just type in, like, meditation for, like, easing anxiety or meditation for, like, blah, 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 like, mm-hmm. feeling, like, down or something or nervous and just kind of whatever pops up. Because some days, like, I want, like, a shorter one. Some days, right. like, a longer one kind of helps. But no no one, like, specifically, I would say. But nice. Yeah, because there's so many resources. There's so many, yeah. Um, out there. I know mm-hmm. that, like, Headspace just came out on Netflix, yes. which is kind of cool, yeah. and it's also an app, so, like, mm-hmm. just all around us, and luckily, like, mental health has become a lot more of a, uh, a talked-about topic, and there's mm-hmm. a lot more sort or re- resources in place now, um, mm-hmm. and they have, like, that Bell Let's Talk Day. Yes, um, that's huge, too. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot more stuff, and they do it, is this specifically for athletes, or, did, like, because I remember, um, in... I wouldn't say it's specifically for athletes. It's geared very much towards athletes. Like we, I remember like, um, like playing get for the hats. yeah, we get the hats. There were t-shirts that we'd get. We have a specific like Bell Let's Talk game where we'd um, like people who like may have been dealing with mental health or something like that, like yeah. athletes in general for like the games. But they'd come and like share a bit of their story before the game. There'd be like a bit of a presentation just to kind of like highlight like the area of it not to kind of like neglect it or show it as a weakness when you're an athlete or any anything really but right yeah so we'd get like toques and stuff like that and yeah yeah, because it's not it's like you can have a mental illness but then figure out how to how to work with it Mm -hmm. and still be able to live your life and still be able to do the sports and exceed and and have success and all that um do you feel so we talked about how there's resources now and how mental health uh bell let's talk is really a big resource um and we do all these things now Mm -hmm. but when you first started in the sport or maybe even there's examples now still that do you feel like females still don't have as many available resources or available supports compared to males 
I feel like it's kind of, um, it's almost like a, like males get more, um, like televised, I'd say, like recognition, whereas females, like I find there's more females that talk about the resources that they have and, um, like the help that they've gotten because as a society, we don't really like put a stigma around like females and like women getting help, regardless of if they're athletes or not. Um, but whereas like if a man would came up to you and was like, oh, like I'm depressed or I'm feeling like super anxious, you just kind of be like, oh, like be a man, especially in like male athletics. I feel like that's big too. Like if you show any sign of weakness, you're considered weak. Whereas in females, like athletics and I guess most stuff in society. So you would say like there's more supports for females actually around mental health overall. What are some differences though? Because I know there are differences between male and females in sports, especially higher levels. What are some of those differences that you see? Um, I would definitely say like for females, from what I've kind of been through and experienced, like like you said, there are more resources. We've been like we're told about a lot more resources because um, I just I guess still might be like in a bad way kind of thing. But um, females are still seen as kind of like more. And I guess it's not a bad thing either to be, like, more emotional or kind of, like, be more in touch with your feelings. Whereas in men's sports, like, if you're feeling some way or something like that, unless you're, like, physically injured and it's seen, they're just, uh, again, just told to, like, suck it up or, like, oh, you're not strong enough to hold your own in this, like, kind of, this world, this sports. Yeah. So it's it's kind of sad to see that, but it's also, like, growing for men's sports, too. Like, there's more resources being shown, like, overall, which is kind of nice. That's good. But for the most part, I'd still say, like, unless you show that you're, like, physically mentally tough like you're mm-hmm. not gonna make it in male sports as far as you probably would in female sports mm-hmm. but it's getting better for sure that's good yeah. yeah that is hard um just as male in general like not mm-hmm. even in sports to be um, like they're being open and vulnerable mm-hmm. um yeah I could talk a lot on that <laughs> but that's another podcast um okay so let's move through so um what is your current routine for taking care of your mental health um, especially at the level that you're playing now and all the travel that you're doing, what's your like go-to routine, um, just, just to ensure that like your anxiety isn't too much and that you're just feeling good overall. Um, definitely like breathing. So if I feel like I'm getting too like kind of wound up, I'll take like, again, like even if it's just a minute just to kind of do like some deep breathing and really like focus on like where I'm at in that moment, like not thinking Mm -hmm. like too far ahead or too far back. Um, I I love listening to podcasts because it like calms me down to like hear someone speak rather than just uh listen to music for the most part mm-hmm. um but again like there's some songs where like I listen to a song and I just get like brought into like a different world kind of thing because yeah. memories of it are just like you like the song and um so it kind of like helps distract a little bit but I would definitely say breathing and like podcasts for sure breathing podcast music yeah. I do love music I have like mm-hmm. specific playlists like I have one that I listen to if I need to like get pumped up and have yeah, energy exactly. <laughs> and then I have like a calmer one that's just like sound bowls to like just soothe my brain then I have like a manifesting yeah. one yeah music is great breathing is great I mm-hmm. teach my kindergartens how to breathe it's we, huge yeah. it's big yeah, yeah we do like belly breathing and bee breathing and lion breathing and it's a, it's a fun time but breathing is so important like it, it can connect you back to that moment it allows yeah. you to like slow down um yeah just so much benefits to breathing mm-hmm. helps your everything get circulated overall just be in the present too mm-hmm. like not think of anything else but like exactly where you are which helps yeah. a lot and I think um something for breathing and meditation too that's important to know is like it doesn't mean that you stop thinking about everything else like it doesn't mean that no, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden you're like anxiety is going to go away or the stress is going to go you're away <laughs> you're not like yeah. cured it's just 
a strategy for you to do to feel better, but you're still allowing thoughts to go through your mind. You're just mm-hmm. not like super focused on anyone being like, oh my god, I'm gonna do. Just like, oh yeah, that's there, and then you're like, whoo, yeah. let it like out. You're not consumed by it. Kind yeah. Of thing. Like you acknowledge it, but then you're just like, oh, okay, like I'll deal with that yeah. when I kind of either want to or have to. <laughs> yeah. We breathe <laughs> it in. It. We breathe it out. We let it go. Yeah. Um. Cool. So that's your routine. What would you mm-hmm. say? And I'm sure some of them are gonna overlap, but your overall tips for people that maybe have just like figured out that they may have a mental illness, whether it's anxiety or something else. Mm-hmm. Um. What What would you say like your tips are for those people um just to know that like and when I say those people I am like not being critical by (laughs) any means like I totally have my mental low days um I just as a community I just won't put that I was like I don't want to feel anyone feel like they're being (laughs) called on (laughs) um just to realize that like whether someone has something like a mental illness that they may or not be like diagnosed with or Mm -hmm. they might just like feel strongly that about like certain emotions like I can guarantee you you're not the only one who's thinking this way. So mm-hmm. don't think you're alone because, like, that's the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. And even if it's something that takes, like, like even, like, writing down some of your thoughts, um, like, just l- the smallest things can make, like, the biggest impacts over time as well. Like, yeah. I know you all, like, I've been, uh, like, mm-hmm. journaling a lot and stuff too, but that was stemmed from you, like, telling me to, like, write down your <laughs> thoughts or <laughs> say, like, three things you're grateful for or, like, when you wake up in the morning, like, all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, like, just don't get too obsessed over the thought of oh I'm the only one dealing with this Mm -hmm. like I have so much more to go through than person ABC or something like that like you're not alone and there's so many resources that it takes you could literally type in I don't know anxiety or depression or whatever in like Google and Mm -hmm. or YouTube and there'd be like boom like touch of a finger like thousands of resources yeah and Mm -hmm. in athletics it's getting um like obviously more more recognized it's more like accepted now Mm-hmm. Um, like more so in like female sports too, but yeah, just again, like it's not a negative thing if you're dealing with something like this. Like everyone does at some point in their life, and mm-hmm. it's just something that will honestly make you stronger at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. yeah, and we all have mental health. Oh yeah, it's like, not it's, just one category of no, yeah, like. and like when you do when you are dealing with something mentally that maybe is a little bit lower, like you do have a mental illness. Um, it, that's not the be all end all. Like it's kind of yeah. like if you were to think of mental as your physical self and you like let's say you broke a bone like that's like mm-hmm. mental illness in like physical terms that doesn't mean you're never gonna be able to move your hand mm-hmm. again right like the bone heals like you take care of it you you do the steps to take care of it that's yep. the same thing for your brain so mm-hmm. when you talk about like gratitude and journaling and breathing and listening to those musics and talking to people so important like mm-hmm. if you're not feeling good um and and you'll know when you're not feeling good because like you don't you won't want to go to the the rink or you won't don't want to um, get out of bed, maybe, maybe you're at mm-hmm. that much below, like, that's when you need to be like, no, I need to reach out to someone, and just talk to, talk to someone, and get those resources, um, that's the most important part, but yeah, just, like, overall, you should always be taking care of your mental health, like, whether you have a diagnosed mental illness or not, you need to be taking care of your mental health just as you're taking care of your physical health, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, sometimes it's not, like, it seems black, and I'm not trying to say that, like, you're saying it's black and white, because oh, no, no. it's definitely not, but, no. um, and, yeah, like, it's, it's easier some days, and then, like, it's, it could be, like, harder mm-hmm. the next days kind of thing, so, mm-hmm. oh, and I guess, like, also another tip would just, again, just, like, kind of, like, go with the flow of it, like, once you get mm-hmm. in a routine, if you do have, like, a, like, a super high day or, like, a super low day kind mm-hmm. of thing, like, don't take it all as, like, the be-all, end-all of yeah, everything, because it's not, it's just another day, and yeah. you just kind of deal with it the way you would deal with anything else, mm-hmm. and, You gotta listen yeah. to your body, too, yeah. like, sometimes you're gonna have low days, and you're gonna just want to 
have Netflix on all day and like that's, that's okay. Fine, yeah. It's yeah. just like ensuring that you're not doing that like 27 days in a row mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and getting yourself in. I guess where I was heading like taking care of your mental health, like you take care of your physical health, is more just like being per- like putting those precautions in place. Yes. Yeah. So you're you're naturally already doing things that do make you feel good so then when you have a low day maybe it's not quite as low Mm -hmm. or maybe you have already created habits that can pull you out of that low yeah so instead of waiting into like oh am i gonna have a mental (laughs) illness like oh am i gonna feel it today instead of like waiting for that being like okay like what what can i put in place right now so that if i do have a low day because like i've had low days but then oh, I'm yeah, like, oh, I know that when I go for walks, I feel better. I know mm-hmm. that when I put on my booty popping playlist, I feel better. Like, <laughs> I have these things in place that I've built. And so um, I guess my advice from all this would be, like, whether you're an athlete or not, if you don't currently have some sort of practice in place specifically for your mental health, mm-hmm. like, that would be a great place to start. And Molly's mentioned some just gems yeah. like breathing and music and journaling and gratitude. Like, those are great places to start. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And... Even if it's something where, like, if you don't want to get out of bed during the day or something like that, or mm-hmm. you're thinking, oh, I, I have to go to practice, like, like you've said before, to, like, kind of try to rephrase things, too, where it's like, oh, like, I get to do these things, or, um, like, I want to do these things. Taking my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> and it helps. Like, it definitely does yeah. help. But there's also no shame in taking, like, a day to yourself mm-hmm. if um, you're, you talk to your, like, teammates or coaches or mm-hmm. whoever it may be, and just say, like, you know what, like, I just need a day for myself, or, like, this is how I'm feeling today, like, just, yeah. like like just to let you know kind of thing before like I step on the ice of the field or the court or anything like that mm-hmm. and yeah just to kind of know that you're not alone and there's no, no shame in any of it never everyone alone. goes through it yeah so where <laughs> can people follow your journey connect with you maybe if they have more questions specifically about you as an athlete because you're like an all-star now basically at the <laughs> olympics um where can people connect best with you um usually instagram is what I'm, I'm not a big social media person but I do have instagram <laughs> uh twitter and Snapchat. You can tweet. Um, yeah. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> Again, I'm not huge on it, but uh, my Instagram is Molly underscore Jenkins one. Um, and my Twitter, I think, is Molly E. Jenkins 98. It'll be in the show notes. It'll be, yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm, I don't go on Put in the show Twitter notes. too much either. But <laughs> All right. It'll be linked, yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be there. All right, well, thank you so much for coming tonight. And we just had a great time we're not actually leaving each other right now we're just gonna go have dinner yeah so bye everybody Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Happy Healthy Girl podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or you know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please give it a share on Instagram and make sure to tag me, Caitlin, at happy underscore healthy girl with a U. Until next time, remember to seek daily growth and cultivate true abundance with every action you take. Bye for now.